the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. We're back. Final hour, 1103. Randy Corcoran, good to have you here. Phone lines are full. So grateful to all of the text messages pouring in on the 710 through the 710 KNUS app. They pop up on this great big screen. Um, I can't keep up with them. Uh, one texter did remind me that one of Lauren Boebert's goat's names was MAGA. I don't know if that was the one who was making all the noise, but uh, it was really a lot of fun. If you're just joining the show, we had a wonderful 20, 25 minutes with Robert Spencer in the first hour talking about the attack on, talking about the attack on Salman Rushdie and, uh, and then some other issues that came up, you know, free speech, FBI complicity, things like that. And then uh, we spent an equal period of time with my good friend, Congresswoman Lauren Boebert. And then the, um, the radical lefty lunatics that like to text in, especially to my show, sometimes are very, very helpful because, I, you know, I can't read small print very well. Uh, depends on the set of glasses that I have on. Uh, but I should know. And I, I would, I guess, if I paid one iota of attention to this person. I, I don't have anything. I just don't have anything. I 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 just don't have anything. I don't have anything. We don't have anything. I don't have anything. I just don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. Again, I don't have anything. So I don't have anything. We don't have anything. I don't have anything. I don't have anything. I just don't have anything. I don't have anything. So we have now gone through zero to 100 of the best of the Joe Biden White House press secretary, but the radical lefty lunatic who loves to text the show did correct me. I can't read my own writing. It's not Katie Jean-Pierre. It's Karine Jean-Pierre. So my apologies to the erstwhile press secretary who no one has heard from since I think about August the 9th. Of course, that's true because her boss is on yet another vacation. What is 37th or something like that? I forget. Uh, very expensive vacation, uh, very carbon insensitive, flying on major planes to fancy islands while Americans go to empty grocery store shelves or depleting grocery store shelves and they can't fill their tanks anymore. They've got to run paycheck to paycheck and hope that they have enough gas. Um, great help from the lefty lunatic Texters to keep me straight. Really do appreciate it. We'll get to our very first lady caller, I believe, of the morning. Finally, able to get in, Deborah in Lakewood. Good morning. Okay, well, we lost her. I don't know exactly what happened. Let's go to Gary in Denver. This looks to be our good friend IRS Gary, here to defend the IRS. That's wonderful, Gary. Welcome. Oh, hi, Randy. Uh, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, fire up your lines and, you know, get all the IRS hate mongers. Sure. Totally upset. So here we go. All right. Uh, last week, I, I mentioned the increase in uh, enforcement agents will reduce the tax gap because every dollar spent will bring in five. And someone followed up my call and said, that's all they see. That's the way they think of us. Just as, you know, people to squeeze money from. Well, that's 
that's not the way I think of, of people. I mean, the people that I work with are just your neighbors, your mothers, your uncles. We're all mostly honest. And I will admit that back when they were targeting the Tea Party and denying their 501c3, that was absolutely inappropriate, wrong, illegal. Even Obama criticized it, the inspector general. So that's absolutely wrong. But there's a lot of disinformation about 87,000 new agents. Well, here are the facts. 50,000, there'll be 50,000 retirements over that period, which means there'll only be 37,000. 1% of the 87,000 will be criminal invest CI agents, basically, who will be carrying guns. That's 1%. So in my view, like Weisselberg, who admitted to tax fraud and in doing so admitted that the Trump organization committed tax fraud, those are the kind of criminals that we'll be able to catch with additional agents. Now, if people are fine with letting criminals like the Trump organization and Weisselberg get away with that, well, I don't understand that logic. I believe in law and order. And last week, about the only rebuttal that you came up with was, well, I'd just as soon do away with the IRS and taxes in total. Well, I'd love, I'd love that, too. I'd love to not pay taxes. But that's just a diversion. We've got to well, deal with, you know. Fair, fair taxes. A, a consumption tax makes a lot more sense to me. Uh, not this thousands upon thousands of pages of code that you have to have hire armies of lawyers and accountants to decipher. But I'll tell you what's bothering me about this whole thing, Gary, is I'm seeing videos of these trainings that are going on, and, and they don't appear to be staged. I mean, I don't know if they are or not. But one of these training videos that's leaked out is training some of these new officers how to, to uh, with their guns pulled, go in on a business owner who did failed to properly disclose the purchase of some automobiles or the source of the funding. And I, and I just think about, the, the, of all the things, as a small business owner dealing with uh, you know, unemployment, dealing with um, staffing problems, dealing with uh, trying to keep the accountant and the tax man happy um, by hopefully hiring people who are competent to keep me out of trouble. Um, all of those things are just burdens on our economy that are so unnecessary, and they're not going to be targeting millionaires and billionaires. They're going to be targeting average business owners. And, and the, I can dispel. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. I was done. I can dispel that rumor as well. Uh, the increase in enforcement agents will not affect the historical audits of individuals below 400,000. What's been what's been reported is that X percent of the revenue brought in is from individuals 400,000. But what they fail to say is that's in line with the historical average. They're, they're implying what's being implied is that the increase in revenue agents is going to increase the audits of that, and that is absolutely not correct. Well, I guess we shall see, and obviously I didn't know the things you were going to talk about, so I haven't had a chance to fact-check or um, see what else there might be out there to share with folks, but your perspective is always welcome. You're always a very civil caller, and uh, that I do appreciate. So, Gary, I hope you have a good weekend. Randy, one last thing. If you want to see a really good synopsis, I know you don't like the uh, the New York Times, but look at Friday's edition of the New York Times, where it's a very factual uh, article about what the increase is going to be used for. So that's just an FYI. Thanks, Randy. 
Gary's line is open 303-696-1971. Gary, always a fan favorite here on Wake Up with Randy Corcoran, but I too uh, always welcome alternative views, and especially he's a he's an IRS insider, and maybe the next time he calls we'll ask him specifically what his role is. And so, you know, fact check him. Let's let's find out if it's true. It's it's easy to take pot shots at the IRS. And actually, it's quite a bit of fun. Uh, Gary's line is already loading up, but before we go there, let's grab Deborah if we can. Deborah is back on line three. Deborah, good morning. Good morning. I'm sorry about that. I was trying to take off the uh, speaker phone. That's all right. Lines are full. Let's go. Okay. Uh, what I'm calling about is I caught the tail end of y'all talking about Peter Bull and his diatribe against President Trump, and I got upset. I called. I tried to go online because they said they wanted uh, your input. It wouldn't let me because I'm not computer savvy. So I called the uh, 710 and I let them know. I said uh, it's not right and that if you're going to do that, you need to have the opposing view from like Randy or uh, um, the guy on Sunday uh, Matt afternoon. Matt Dunn, Dr. Uh, Dunn, Backbone Radio. Dunn, yes. Yes. From one of you two, uh, either one of you or somebody else. And um, um, they were polite. I was polite to them. And uh, I would love to hear you every day, Monday through Friday, because during the week. Well, it it sounds to me like the opportunity for either a counterpoint or just, uh, you know, an opposing view or the different view is available to me. I've just got to figure out a way to make the time to make it happen. So, Deborah, I do appreciate it, and uh, thank you for calling and getting back in. Okay. Have a wonderful day, and thank you. All right. And I'd love to hear it. I would love to hear it from you. So you would go to the website and pull up those videos, and, and, and or would you just be listening if it if it came on the air like the one apparently that played from Peter earlier today? Mostly listening because I'm not computer savvy. Okay. I, I've tried, and it just – just don't come up. Well, I appreciate you listening, <laughs> Sorry, Deborah. Let me do it. God bless. All right. Thank you. Deborah's line is open 303-696-1971. People are not buying it, IRS Gary. We'll have to talk to you next week maybe some more about this. Do you think the IRS will ever go after Al Sharpton? I know. The targeting. My God. We know they did. Actually, in a way, they did go after him. He's got um, massive tax assessments against him, but nobody ever makes him pay. And and that's the problem with empowering these massive government bureaucracies is the politicization is obvious. And of course, I'm sore about the IRS because they very likely influenced the outcome of the 2012 election by slow walking, delaying, denying the legal legitimate requests for tax-exempt status from conservative organizations, including a ton of Tea Party groups like Tea Party Patriots, the national group that I'm affiliated with. And it was purely political. And there's no ramification. And I, and I give Gary credit. He admitted that. Uh, <laughs> Christ Almighty, he lies with the ease. Water flows downhill. Oh, I don't know that he's lying. He's got a different view. Randy, the problem with the fair tax is to get Democrats to agree with such a thing. Um, yeah, I, I, it's too long. I'm sorry. But uh, maybe I can respond off the air. Um, here are some expletives, Gary. I don't know where you get for inform- your information. It must be CNN. Randy, the IRS is wrong. They will replace the retiring agents automatically. So he means the IRS guy, he or she. Um, I have followed Peter. Eh, I'm not reading that. 
as they always have done. Replace, yeah. I, I tend to agree that these are going to be additional uh, agents. And I forget all the agencies that Lauren Boebert listed that these new 87,000 agents will make the IRS bigger than. But one of them was Border Patrol. The other was the State Department. And uh, there was a third and maybe a fourth combined. The IRS will be a larger agency than that. And, of course, it's just a loving um, citizen-supporting agency out there just trying to help us you know, get by and do okay, right? Because the government needs more money. When Joe Biden can send off $775 million almost a billion dollars, I mean, give or take a couple hundred million, to Ukraine again this week without check, without approval of Congress, without any really observation or comment from the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine. I don't need to empower the agencies that are out trying to suck every dollar, whether we didn't dot an I or cross a T or, or uh, deduction for fuel went for the wrong car, or I don't know, all the things that can happen if you're operating a small business. It, it's just not a priority for me. But they incorporated it into their grand Green New Deal mini-bill, and that's because the Democrat Party is out to target you, period. 303-696-1971. Looks like Joe in Arvada is back. Joe, welcome to the show. I, I know that you're probably feeling very calm, cool, and collected today, right? Hi, hi Randy, always. Uh, you know, I kind I of comment, uh, you know, having Gary comment about the I, while he's working in the IRS is like having Jennifer Granholm telling everybody to run out and get a electric vehicle. <laughs> yeah. Just, I mean, come on. Well, but uh, just to be fair, just to be fair real quick, because we always try to here, is, you know, if he is, an ins- he is an insider at the IRS, he's always been IRS Gary, lovingly. And um, so he, he may have some knowledge that, you know, we don't get in the mainstream media, or especially in the conservative hate the IRS media. I, I think he's a good guy. I just think he's misguided, and boy, his paycheck comes from that. So, you know, I think it's kind of disqualifies yeah, you may for be making right. a, a fair judgment. But anyway, uh, I called because I, I wanted to talk to you. You're talking about where to direct your, you know, donations to the Republican Party. And, you know, it's an important election. Obviously, a lot of us don't have a lot of money right now. So we've got to make our bucks count. And I like the idea that Lauren Bovert said $5 does count because it's a donation. It's like a vote. You're showing that more people, even though it's a smaller amount, are concerned and voting for her or, you know, the candidate. And I think that's a good strategy for, you know, a few, uh, you know, uh, people that have very little money. But I also want to make, you know, a couple of hmm, decent donations where money is going to make a factor. And I think that one thing we're missing here is that as we get closer and closer to this election, we're going to have a real good, uh, you know, well, let's just say uh, – Wind, a wind, uh, we'll know which way the wind is blowing in certain elections. Now, we're not going to be able to decide from polls or from, you know, the general tenor of what's going on, but we can decide that, you know, for instance, Liz Cheney isn't going to win her election, right? Uh, uh, no, well, you know, the, like the last one. 
uh, or as a write-in candidate. Uh, but we can affect races like Ron Johnson in Wisconsin. So when people want money here and they're not even close to the ballpark of making, you know, a headway, I can't send them money. I can't do it. Well, I do understand. Uh, and, you know, the the <laughs> tapestry I'm trying to weave through is for people who are absolutely opposed to the positions or the history or the experience uh, or the statements of some of our candidates. Now that the primaries are over, when we get to Election Day, can we stand back and look strategically at the, you know, the Colorado situation, all Democrat control everywhere you look, and on the national stage, how important majorities can be so every seat is worth fighting for. And if those people that you don't necessarily personally align with are running good campaigns, disciplined campaigns, winning, uh, raising money, and showing that they're within a margin of victory in the polling that's going around, you know, can you hold your nose and go ahead and vote for them anyway as a strategic decision uh, even it, though it may violate some of the principles that guide your life. And and that's that's what I'm struggling with right now. Well, I get it. Uh, yeah. You know, I'm coming down to deciding, well, I'm looking, I was looking at Dr. Oz and Ron Johnson. Well, I'll tell you what, Dr. Oz, he's not, he's not throwing the punches. He's just sitting in the corner getting beaten up it's by awful. his opponent. Horrible and, candidate. And here's the thing. You've got to throw punches. Uh, people don't understand that this in this society today, you have to make haymakers to win. And he's doing nothing. He's just being the good guy and, you know, just sitting back there getting beat up. And so am I going to fire off a $100 check or, you know, whatever I can, can muster up to, to help him lose in the corner? No, I'm going over there to Ron Johnson, who is – every day getting up in front of the microphone saying, I'm going to come down on these Democrats that are trying to usurp your country. See, that's 100%. what we need. We need, we need fighters. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I, I haven't done it yet and I'm, I've got so much great audio here and we're running out of time on the show. But um, yesterday when I filled in for Stefan Tubbs, I played that Griswold Wayne Williams commercial about the gold standard elections here in Colorado and I said, how in the world what? does that help Republicans win? That inspires nobody to do absolutely nothing. Uh, setting aside legitimate questions about the election or the ongoing challenge that's in Denver District Court right now against the apparently illegal way that Jenna Griswold operated the quarter million dollar that she demanded recount. She demands an outrageous sum. She gets it, and then she apparently doesn't violate the law nor address the um, CISA findings about voting machines that makes them uncertifiable, if true. So, I mean, it's just, good I Lord, totally fo agree. focus your energy on the enemy in the battle, and, and we are really out of time. Joe, one last comment. Well, I just wanted to say on that issue, hey, okay, why don't they, the KNUS interview uh, the, guy, the guy that was the clerk's wife that works for Dominion? Why don't ask some of these Dominion people to come in and tell what their side of it is? See if they're biased. See if they're helping the Democrat Party. Come on, guys. Don't just attack uh, the Republican side and Trump. Hmm. Well, it is funny yeah. that our side spends more time attacking our side 
the broad R, the big tent R, our our side than they do pointing out not only the the difficulties and the mistakes and the errors, but the dangers of the policies and the statements that are being made by the other side. That's that's where we ought to be focusing our attention. And yet I find myself doing it as well because we need a grassroots Republican Party to clean out the mess that is the old guard establishment Republican Party. But we've got an awful lot of money to overcome. Get them, Randy. And it's a long process. All right, Joe, thank you so much. <laughs> all right, we are again, as we've been all show long, late for the break. Um, but the good news is when we come back, I've got what everybody has been waiting for. I can't share the picture that Congresswoman Lauren Boebert um, texted to me, but I've got the list of names of every one of those gall darn goats, and I will share that with you next when we return on 710 KNUS. If you hate this music as much as I do, blame program director Kelly Michaels. Whoever heard of such a thing? Rolling Stones. Love it. Welcome back, 1129. Man, we've only got about a half an hour left in the show. It's been full lines from start to finish. So grateful to you guys for that. Text messages keep pouring in. I'll try and respond to some of them over the weekend just as much as I can. And if you weren't with us early in the show, we had 20, 25 minutes with Robert Spencer that was killer in the first hour and about the same amount of time with Congresswoman Lauren Boebert in the second hour. Make sure you go back and grab those podcasts. And um, I promised you that I would share uh, the... The list. I wish I could share the picture with you on the radio of Lauren with one of her beloved goats. But the goats' names are Maga, Liberty, Justice, Dottie, who she says is the leader, Buddy, Steve, the sweetest in my fave, and the one that she sent me a very nice picture of her with very loving Steve. Betty and Bama, she's in short for Alabama. She's in red. I guess they dress them up. So, oh no, no, she's in. That was a text to uh, um, voice to text mistake. She says Obama is inbred, not in red. So, anyway, very, very funny. Before we get back to the calls, there, I, we had some great audio put together. Thanks to Blake Gallagher for working so hard, our new uh, producer here, Saturdays 9 to noon, for getting all this together. A couple of things that you need to hear. Um, and so I just want to get them out this segment. I hope everybody will sit tight on the phone lines. Uh, first of all, there was a Twitter group that was founded in June, I guess. And within a couple of months, they built up to 170,000-plus followers on Twitter. They're called Gays Against Groomers. And Twitter just couldn't let that stand. And uh, apparently the public outcry, I think Tucker Carlson's probably the one that reported this, the public outcry was so great that uh, Twitter actually reinstated these folks. And Tucker Carlson had them on last night because of the conversation we had with Spencer about free speech. And we were talking mostly about the attack on Salman Rushdie. Um, But we got into areas of free speech and the censorship that's going on in big tech and how they're trying to squash MAGA and squash Trump and squash you and me. Um, I think this interview, it's only a couple of minutes long, is very important for you to hear. A coalition called Gays Against Groomers has formed and has one mission, stop the sexualization and the abuse of young children. Now, for saying that out loud, big tech companies have tried to silence them. They've been banned by Twitter as as well as Linktree and other social networking sites. So after being criticized, Twitter has just reinstated their account. 
Jamie Michelle is the founder of Gays Against Groomers. She joins us tonight. Jamie, thanks so much for coming in. Thank you for what you're doing. On what grounds are you being banned? What was your crime exactly? Uh, well, thank you for having me, Tucker. Um, we were banned for hateful conduct, which uh, they consider calling out child predators and abusers and people that want to sexualize them. Um, they, I, I guess, are a protected class of people now on big tech. So for speaking out against them and trying to protect children, we were taken down. We've been taken down three times in three months now. Um, we're brand new. Our coalition just started in June, and, yeah, they, they can't seem to cut us a break here. So people are intentionally sexualizing children, which I thought was a crime. It's certainly a moral crime. But because you don't like it, you're the dangerous one. Exactly. Um, in any moral society, it would be criminalized, what we see happening, and it should be criminalized. Uh, but that doesn't seem to matter. These people are going full steam ahead, ahead with their agenda, and they're using our community, the LGBT community, to use, uh, they're using us as shields, essentially, right. to uh, continue to push this uh, unabated. And um, so I decided that that's enough. We're not going to let this continue anymore because the vast majority of our community stands so strongly against this. And we're just as, as disgusted by it as everyone else. Uh, and I think that our voices are going to be really effective in actually putting an end to it. I hope you're right. What, I'm just wondering, what percentage of the American population, of any party or sexual preference or whatever, of, of all Americans, 340 million, what percentage are for this? It can't be big. right. I think it's I think it's a very, very small minority, especially with our community and the people outside of it that use us to push the agenda. Um, but I think that they're so loud and that's all you see coming from our community because they have the backing of big tech, woke media, woke corporations and even this administration. Right. Uh, so they have a big backing, you know, and so if they want to get their point across, everybody that has some power in this country is going to help them do that. And, uh, you know, we're growing incredibly fast. We're only three months old, but we have almost 170,000 followers. Uh, and they can see how effective our voices from inside the community are going to be to fight this. And, you know, they have censorship and we have the majority of the population. And so I think in the end we'll win. And uh, regardless of what they try to do to, to uh, suppress our voices. That's totally right. It's like Nancy Pelosi, CNN. And media matters. So the only people who are in favor of this. Uh, Jamie, I appreciate your Pretty bravery. Much. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, and I just think that that uh, sentiment from that young lady at the end there, that uh, we have the numbers and we're going to win, that that plays across a wide variety of spectrums and issues and ideas. Um, the corrupt, coordinated, Democrat-controlled media machine tries to pound us down uh, and make us think that we're some – uh, obtuse minority, and it's absolutely not true. So be of good cheer. Be of strong faith. Before we get to the phones, I've got a little business to take care of. One last time to remind you about my good friends, Dr. Julie McAllen, Dr. Tim Watt at Cenogenics. They can help you get your metabolism and hormones balanced and healthy with their elite health evaluation. I've been through it. It's tremendously informative. It's not a tremendous burden, but you will feel better. They take a detailed look at all of your body symptoms, your lungs, your heart, muscles, bones, even your brain. There's a test for your brain. <sighs> i got to work on that part. Then provide a supervised plan to help you lose weight, gain lean muscle mass, increase your mental clarity because we're learning every single day, and especially if you're we're all aging, but if you're getting to the, you know, the latter third or so of your life, 
then you can tell that you're um, getting more susceptible to diseases, not feeling as good as our hormones and metabolism decline. Senogenics can help you out. They'll change your life every single day. They're changing mine. Their phone number is 720-387-3681. Again, 720-387-3681. The website, denver.senogenics.com, denver.senogenics.com. Dave and Centennial wants to talk about Wayne Williams. So let me just play. It's only about 28 seconds. This commercial that's airing round the clock with the current Secretary of State, Democrat Jenna Griswold, former Secretary of State, Republican Wayne Williams. Hi, I'm Democratic Secretary of State Jenna Griswold. And I'm Wayne Williams, a Republican and former Secretary of State. One thing we both know is that Colorado's elections are safe and secure. That's right, Wayne. But voters should be alert to election disinformation. Election disinformation is designed to look real, so always use trusted sources. Together, we can combat election disinformation. To get the facts about election security, visit GoVoteColorado.gov. Let's go vote, Colorado. Always use trusted sources. Wayne, Wayne, I never knew you. Let's go to Dave in Centennial. Good morning, sir. Randy, uh, you've got to remember that Wayne Williams is the Secretary of State that approved the voting machines. Yeah, I think everything that's, I've read. I think that may be right. Yeah, I think I remember uh, knowing that before. And, I hadn't thought about it in a while. So uh, helped welcome Dominion into the state. Coincidentally, his wife works in conjunction with those voting machine companies. That I'm not aware of. Uh, yeah. But but I've, setting I've, all that aside. I've, um, I know Matt Crane's wife used to work for Dominion. He's the former clerk and recorder from Arapahoe. I, I uh, don't hold any of that against anybody because employees work for companies, and that doesn't mean there's nefariousness going on. Um, but what I don't understand is what can possibly be gained when we are, what, eight weeks, three days away, 59 days away from the election. And Griswold and Williams standing up there with this round-the-clock commercial about how wonderful Colorado's elections are is going to inspire what Republican to vote for what candidate. Just exactly how does that help the cause of anyone? And and nobody well, were, buys their garbage about these elections. You were just talking about the uh, having a conversation with the other individual on the boycott of the Lincoln uh, dinner all of those people, Southers, Williams, the whole conglomerate of the uh, uh, the swamp creatures in our party, uh, this is a direct result of it. They don't like anybody that's running for office now, and they want to make sure the Republicans, they'd rather side with the Democrats and have the uh, liberty funding like yourself fact, uh, Republicans lose so they can keep their control. Wadhams, the whole crew. They don't well, care about it. Well, there's no question um, that in if you look at the grouping as a whole, and I'm sure there are individual exceptions, but the donor class, the consultant class have been in power for a long, long time, and that is exactly where they want to stay. And I will tell you, Dave, I, I tried to call Eli Bremer. His voicemail is full. I texted him. He did text me back. He's on the golf course, said we could talk in about three hours, so maybe I'll find out uh, for next week's show just exactly what happened with the scheduling there. Appreciate you waiting to weigh in. Hope you have yep, a great rest care. of your day. Bye-bye. Dave's line is open, 303-696-1971. Let's go ahead and take our pause now. That way we'll have a good segment left in the show to get to everybody else's call. 
And I'm also going to share with you uh, all this good audio I didn't get to play, but you must hear what I believe to be Brian Stelter's absolute best interview. It's with the founder of the Weather Channel, John Coleman. It's only about a minute and a half, so it won't eat up too much of our precious remaining time. And I will play that for you next as we help uh, mourn the loss of the very successful, much-watched, and effectively persuasive Brian Stelter, who is no longer on CNN. We'll do that next when we return here on 710 KNUS. All right. Cannot believe. Four hours yesterday on the Stuff and Tub show. If you missed any of it, man, we had some fun with uh, Steve Dace, his brand-new book that's coming out, uh, Vice Chair Priscilla Ron and K. Carl Smith, both of whom talked about what it means to be a Frederick Douglass Republican. And we also spent a little time celebrating the Tuesday results in Wyoming with Wyoming State Chair Frank Ethorn. Um, you can get those podcasts. And then podcasts of this show should be up later on this afternoon. If you missed any of the first two hours, great conversation with my old friend. Don't have him on nearly enough. Of course, once a week it's kind of hard. But Robert Spencer from Jihad Watch was on to talk about the attack on author Salman Rushdie. I'd read that book when I was just a kid, got into free speech and a whole host of things. And then Congressman Lauren Boebert, man, nobody better. We talked about her book and Washington, her race, and her goats. So go back and listen to those if you missed any of the first two hours of the show. We're going to get back to the phones here in just a second, but I promised you probably the very best interview Brian Stelter ever did. And it's with the founder of the Weather Channel. And note how Brian Stelter introduces John Coleman, who ain't going to stand for it. First, let me bring in John Coleman. He's in San Diego this morning. Thank you for being here. It's nice to be on CNN. Hello to all your viewers. I resent you calling me a denier. That is Okay, well, I guess maybe he didn't do it in that clip, that bit of a segment. But when I remember this when it happened, and I, I got to see the whole thing um, on the screen and, and in the warm-up to introducing that John Coleman would be on, that's how they talked about him, you know, climate denier. Anybody who doesn't agree with the radical left is a denier, just like I now refer to the people who do not understand what happened in our elections around the country and insist that we don't talk about it. Our election fraud deniers. I mean, if the shoe fits, if the mantra works, let them play it. We'll start this over. First, let me bring in John Coleman. He's in San Diego this morning. Thank you for being here. It's nice to be on CNN. Hello to all your viewers. I resent you calling me a denier. That is a, a word meant to put me down. I'm a skeptic about climate change, and I want to make it darn clear, Mr. Kenny's not a scientist. I am. He's the CEO of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did, because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I watch a lot of cable news. I'm talking now. Hold on just a minute. I'm not done. And CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't a vote. Science is about facts. And if you get down to the hard, cold facts, uh, there's no question about it. Climate change is not happening. There is no significant man-made global warming now. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of baloney, and yes, it it has become 
a big political point of the Democratic Party and part of their platform, and I regret it's become political instead of scientific, but the science is on my side. I don't think we're going to come to a conclusion about the topic right here. What I do wonder, oh, though, I know is when not, you see... Because you the... wouldn't allow it to happen on CNN, but I'm happy well, that we, I got on the air and got a chance to talk to your, uh, to your viewers. Hello, everybody. What there I is do... no global warming. What I do want... All right. I guess we could have gotten rid of that, but um, bye-bye, Brian Stelter. <laughs> John wasn't taking any of it. Um, I just love it. And we, we have to do a show on global warming. It's election time. Um, so many things are happening so fast. And that's part of what the left makes sure happens, especially around this time, so that we're distracted talking about other things. The election will be over in eight weeks and three days, so uh, then we can look back, but also devote some time to some of these other very, very important issues. Uh, because the whole, you know, once it was global cooling, then when they found out that wasn't right, it was global warming, and then they figured out it keeps changing, so we better call it something else, global climate change. Look it up. Look at the Time magazine um, covers that were used to to express the dire warnings about global warming and then global cooling. If you're old enough, you'll remember when we had an ozone hole that was opening up on one of the over one of the poles that was going to lead to the destruction of of the shores because the seas were going to rise and people were going to die and you know, just the dire predictions and they always go out about 7 to 10 years unless we do something drastic now. We have only 7 to 10 years to get this right. So please, we've got to spend trillions. We've got to uproot everybody's life for virtually nothing. Because the United States is the least of the problems in the world. If carbon is actually Remember when they say carbon, they want you to envision some dirty, crunchy thing going up into the atmosphere. They're talking about carbon dioxide, what you breathe out of your mouth, what feeds trees and causes them to grow and generate oxygen that we get to breathe. But it's the impact of man. It's not that the sunspots and weather and tilting of the earth and time don't cause changes in the way our weather and our climate happens. It's the minimal impact that man has on it. And in America, we're already doing. We have clean, natural gas. We're already doing the things that need to be done. And China and India aren't doing a darn thing. As we reduce emissions at tremendous cost and tremendous harm, rolling blackouts, lines for people to charge their electric cars, wonder where that electricity comes from, and on and on and on, these other countries are trying to boost their economies by building coal-fired plants just as fast as they can without these restrictions, without these limitations. I did not mean to go down that rabbit hole. But man, oh man, it is just such nonsense to think that the trillions of dollars that we'll spend and the impact on our own lives is going to have even a minuscule effect on what's happening in the universe, between the sun and the earth, on and on and on. So there you go. I guess we've covered it in a short bit, but we'll do a show or an hour on it sometime when we've got some science and some stats, and I'm not just talking off of things that I've read and learned and talked about so many times in the past. All right, let's get to the calls here, see what we can do. Everybody keep it pithy. Marsha is here. Marsha on line three, welcome. 
Marcia? Well, hi. Got to make um, it quick. We're almost yeah, out of time. Yeah, I'm here. So go. Okay. Can, can you hear me? Oh, Marcia. Let's go to Joan on line two. Hey, I want to say great shows, Randy, and I want to make two quick points. I want to remind the IRS, Gary, that called in um, that under Trump's America, we are innocent until proven guilty and that we don't go after our political enemies with guns like they intend to do with the Trump people. Um, um, you know, that's outrageous. And the other thing is, after your show today, I urge people to get to frankspeech.com. It'll run till Monday morning at 9, but it's F-R-A-N-K, speech, S-P-E-E-C-H.com. Okay? That's all I had to say. Okay, and that is a summit on election integrity. Everybody says, oh, there's Mike Lindell again. He's spouting off. He's going crazy. Um, Listen, what are people afraid of? This man will not quit. More and more actual, factual information, successful litigation is happening around the country every single day. And I've said it a thousand times, you don't even need machines to prove what happened in our elections. Forty to 70,000 votes across a few districts are what flipped the battleground states from uh, Joe Bi- from Donald Trump to Joe Biden. Um, it wasn't even that hard. So, yeah, I think that summit will be great. RSBN Network, I believe, is broadcasting it as well. Um, I would be there if I didn't have a show, and I'm also MC, previously scheduled to MC the Boulder County Lincoln Day Dinner um, tonight in Boulder. So there was just no way that I could attend. But I am still interested. This fight is not going to stop, and it won't. And I still continue to challenge anybody and everybody uh, with a microphone, a camera, a blog to sit down and, and debate any issue, any state. You know, give us 10 or 15 minutes, stay focused, and uh, and then let people decide what's true and what isn't. All right, man, we are about out of time, but we're going to end with the best. The best of the best. Nobody better than my good friend, Patriot Eric in Stapleton. God bless you, sir. Thanks for waiting. Welcome to the show. Hey, my brother. Much love. Likewise. Randy, with your popularity, I'm I'm surprised that Pam Anderson wasn't waiting outside with a limo to escort you to your show to show how hot that she is about Wayne Williams and Jenna Griswold. I mean, she should be hot as fish grease like I am, my brother. Well, I got to say, I I don't understand. I I heard George Brockler's promo, and I guess he interviewed Pam, and I've I've spoken with Pam. You know, seems like a very nice lady. She said she'll come on. I haven't even tried to put that together. But but to be coming out worried about Jenna Griswold using that, that ad to take on her show and saying nothing about Jenna Griswold violating the law, apparently, in the $250,000 recount that was paid for. <sighs> Poor people. Now, I know that could affect her race if if uh, Tina Peters is right. But uh, still, you either stand on principle or you don't. Eric, we got to you late. The music's here, my brother. But have a great weekend, and thank you for waiting. God bless. God bless. All right. And Marsha, I'm sorry if you're listening, but man, especially when we're at the end of the show, you just got to be ready to go. And um, so I hope you'll call in next week and we'll hear what you have to say. In the meantime, I'm Randy Corcoran. Always remember, please never forget, God loves you. So do I. Never back away from the fight for freedom. And as we end every show... I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, 
I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double champ does what the f*** he wants. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.